Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG. Three, two, one. All right. Let's go. Hello and welcome to The Scoop. We are the cricket podcast dedicated to the women's game. I'm Emily Collin. And I'm Laura Jolly. And joining LJ and I on the show, show today is Anesu Moshangui from the Adelaide Strikers. Um, unbelievable story. Possibly the best story in the Big Bash. Um, came over from Zimbabwe. Um, very unlikely journey to Adelaide. So it was great to, great to meet Mushi and catch up with her and hear all about what makes her click. Um, I think she might be my new favourite player in the Big Bash, LJ. Is that, is that fair to say? I think it is. I was really excited to chat with her and a bit starstruck, if anything. I mean, she's just had the most incredible season and is doing such an important job for the Strikers and has such a cool backstory as well. So, yeah, I was really looking forward to this one. Yeah, what a legend. So, yeah, great to chat with Mushy. Um, and we are officially at the pointy end of the WBBL season. Um, six matches remaining. Does it feel like it's gone quickly? Like, or? It kind of does, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, it was mid-October and now it's almost Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feels like it's gone past. I know, but I don't think we ever get to the end of the Big Bash season and feel like, oh, that was a slow one. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. So there are just six matches remaining of the regular season and mathematically there are four teams uh, competing for those final two positions. Um, so we'll get stuck into the maths a little bit later. But before we look ahead, quick recap of the week that was. LJ, do you have a favourite performance or win of the week? Um, yeah, I've got, got two from the same team. and Nice. It's been the, the late resurgence of the Melbourne Stars, which has come too late for them to make finals, which is a real shame for them. They're finally starting to show what they, they could do with a, a good list in this competition. But what they are doing is throwing a massive spanner in the works for a couple of the teams who are trying to qualify for finals. They had a really great win at home over the Heat last weekend. Um, you know, if the Heat had won that match, that was them locked away in the finals. We basically would have had the top four locked in then. So they yeah. made sure things stayed interesting this week. And then again, last night they went to Perth, 40 degree Heat, knocked off the Scorchers, another really amazing win. Sophie Day, Sophia Dunkley, both in excellent form at the moment. And again, like the Scorchers are already in the finals, but this loss means they're quite unlikely to finish in top spot now. So mm. Stars just coming to wreak havoc in the, their final. <laughs> 
couple of games in this tournament. I rated. I was. I think we were probably like a bit sad that it was all going to be um, the top four was all going to be sorted for this week. But no, there's still plenty to play out, which is exciting. Absolutely. And what's been your standout of the last week? Particularly enjoyed watching the Sydney Sixers get one up over the Brisbane Heat. I feel like these matches always deliver and. Um, Once again, the Sydney Sixers and the Brisbane Heat was a cracking contest, which the Sydney Sydney Sixers, uh, they ended up winning by six wickets with one ball remaining to mathematically keep their season alive. I mean, the Brisbane Heat made a pretty good total. They were, the the Sixers were chasing, um, they needed 177 to win at AB Field. And it wasn't looking great for the Sixers. I mean, Elise Perry out for 20 Susie Bates, 26, and Ash Gardner, 36. I mean, usually with the Sixers, you think one of those three um, needs to go big. Erin Burns played a really good knock, 35 off 20. But it was, again, Matilda Carmichael who got the job done. The Sixers alongside Maitland Brown, yeah, to knock off the heat. What's happening with the Brisbane Heat? Lost three on the trot. Yeah, I think I was sort of saying uh, a week ago when we were starting to look at the run home that, oh, yeah, they're playing both the Melbourne teams. Cruzy run home. They'll lock in this top four spot real early and have a really good crack at finishing on top and they've lost three games in a row and now faced with having to win their final game against the Thunder to be sure of their spot. Otherwise, uh, they, you know, run the risk of being overtaken by either the Hurricanes or the Sixers. There's a few different ways that could pan out, but also just probably really frustrating for them that they're in such a good position to get that home final and now they're yeah. sort of back in the same boat they're in last year where they probably make finals but will have to take yeah. the long route if they want to get back to the decider. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's um, been fascinating to see it all unfold. But one positive uh, for the Brisbane Heat and fans is uh, the return of Laura Harris, who has been included yes. in their squad. So I think I think we're all pretty pumped for that one. Finally, those boundaries <laughs> at Adelaide Oval hopefully won't be big enough for her tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's an exciting prospect. Um, all right, LJ, the run home. You're good at the maths here. You're good at this. Um, so the strikers and scorchers, they're locked in. They're qualified for finals. The Heat and the Thunder, they look like they're in prime position to lock in those remaining two spots, but there's still a little bit that can play out. Yeah, there is. And I'm definitely no maths expert, but other <laughs> people <laughs> Other people are. And I've been looking at what they're saying. And look, the Thunder are still in a great position. Um, they're actually probably in a better position to host finals than the Scorchers right now. They've got a game in hand. And if they win both their remaining matches, they will finish in second spot. And they can still even finish on top. Um, so, you know, that they've got a, their fate fully in their own hands. And I think the net run rate calculations you know theoretically the Hurricanes can finish equal on 15 points with them but the net run rate differential between those teams is absolutely enormous I don't even Mm. know what kind of results they would need in their last two matches for that to get flipped but they're they're basically qualified and then yeah the Heat again you know even if they lose that last game they'll still get through if the Hurricanes drop one of their last two matches and for them to get overtaken by the Sixers I think I saw someone saying that the Heat would have to lose by a massive margin against the Thunder and yeah. the Sixers would then have to absolutely smash the Thunder by like 80 runs or something for them to get a net run rate that's better than the Heat. So yeah, they're it's looking, looking unlikely. It's looking like, I mean, you'd be pretty surprised with the Heat also playing for their spot in the finals if they got smoked by the Thunder. Yeah, it's, it's extra tricky for the Sixers. The Hurricanes still, it's not entirely in their own hands, but mm. if they can pick up a couple of wins, then yeah, they'll just be hoping to beat the Renegades to stay alive tonight and then wait and see what plays out over the next couple of days before their last match. <laughs> Lucky that we're not mathematicians. <laughs> yeah, if that made sense to anyone, I'd be... Astonished. 
instead of listening to us, you should definitely just tune into the action to see 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 it all unfold. LJ, question without notice: Have you got a match that you're most excited to watch this this weekend for the stadium series? Ah, oh, that's a, a fantastic question. Thanks. <laughs> Just yeah, some media I've training. Learned, I've learned this from talking to the cricketers, and they always say, "Oh, that's a great question." And you know, it's like I just right. need a moment. Thanks to think. so much. <laughs> I'm you. really looking forward to Heat Thunder tomorrow. So I really hope the rain doesn't affect that match. Um, I think that could be really like it's a huge game in the context of what's left. And again, the strikers scorches that that'll pretty much decide where the final gets played. So very much looking forward to that too. Do you yep. have one you're looking forward to, Em? I always like a Sydney smash. I'm excited to see the Sixers. Um, the Sixers have found a bit of form and a bit of momentum, and the Thunder. Um, yeah, they're in a really interesting spot as well. So I think two two good teams in both in good form, um, which I think will be fun to watch at the SCG. Do you think we're on for a big crowd at the SCG? They've uh, set their sights on breaking a record. Yeah, Lots I reckon of we are. And- swimmers, all sorts of athletes are getting around it. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of momentum building around Sydney and, and all that, all the three um, stadium series matches actually. So yeah, I reckon every single one of us would love to see the attendance record broken at the SCG. It's going to be a really exciting weekend. We won't talk about the weather. It's going to be completely fine. Don't look at the bomb. <laughs> it never rains in Sydney. It's fine. Never rains in Sydney. It never rains when there's cricket on. It's all going to be completely fine. I hope, you, I hope everyone's excited for final weekend of the regular season, which should be really exciting with some... Um, great games at iconic venues but for now uh we hope you enjoy a really fun chat with anesu mushengui as much as we did thanks for listening anesu mushengui we're so excited to have you on the scoop today thank you for joining us um before a very big game for the adelaide strikers tomorrow before we get started and before we um get to talk about anesu the cricketer we'd love to just learn a little bit more about anesu the person so are you able to just tell us a little bit about yourself uh your upbringing in zimbabwe and what makes you click as a human being? Oh, um, yeah, I grew up in Zimbabwe, obviously. And um, I was raised in the in the village with my grandmother. And then after that, um, I started living with my mom again for a few years. And then after that, when I was about 9, 10, 11, I started living with my uncle and his family. Uh, we, we mo- I moved places. So I was living in Chitungwiza. It's like uh, one of the biggest ghettos in Zimbabwe. And then uh, that's where I went to primary school. I went high school there as well. That's when I started playing cricket when I was 14. And then I had to stop a little bit uh, to play because I wanted to focus more on studying. And then I had to work for my school fees as well at some stage. And then I got too serious and too committed with it when I was like 18. And then I went to uni and I studied uh, international studies at Midland State University. And after that, uh, that's when I um, decided to just send messages to different clubs in England and Australia if they need an an overseas pro. Um, So I sent, I don't remember, like a lot of (laughs) clubs. Most of them weren't responding and most of them were just like, nah, sorry, mate. No, sorry, mate. And then I was lucky enough to get find a club in England, which is Hesley Park. Uh, So I spent money for that and um, paid for my visa, flights and everything to go there. Then after that, uh, Glenelg brought me here in Australia through uh, Graham Sejnery, the head coach. He has been like a father role. Even now, he's my Australian dad now. Uh, nice. And then after a few years, that's when I started playing for the Scorps and then the Strikers now. So how were you? Oh, but 
Good summary. <laughs> <Very> good. <Yeah. laughs> so how were you first introduced to cricket? Well, I always loved sports. Uh, when I was young because I used to play netball and then my mom said you won't achieve much here in Zimbabwe if you play (laughs) netball just play the um, elite sports like tennis Uh, and then I played tennis actually and then I went to like a provincial level but okay yeah tennis you need to be like super rich to get all that kid and all that so I didn't have that support yeah. financially got into cricket when i was 14 i was trying to skip athletics and then uh, <laughs> that excuse worked from that day when i realized that the excuse of saying oh i was a cricket that's why i didn't come for running was working <laughs> and then i fell in love with the sport um after that and uh nice. cricket was my happy place um each time maybe sometimes i didn't pay my school fees would be kicked out of the school because i didn't pay because mm. at some stage I would pay late for school fees. So you'd be kicked out yeah. to send back home. I would be actually happy for that to happen so that I'll come back to play cricket. <laughs> yeah, it ended up being my happy home mentally. I felt like yeah. it was myself and uh, uh, forgot everything that was happening in life, everything. I was just happy there. And was cricket something that you were good at straight away? Like from the minute you picked it up, did you like know that, okay, I can I can play this game a little bit? I think for me it was... Because if I'm to think how I used to play before, I, I was terrible, but I loved it so much and I believed in whatever I did. Like I just loved it and I just went hard all the way with whatever I knew. And what made you first want to go and, and play at clubs overseas and you know go to England or Australia? I just didn't want to be in Zimbabwe, that's all. I was just finding something. I just wanted something different. Um mm. I didn't see my future in Zimbabwe. And yes, I was studying a degree, but I couldn't see myself doing something else that's not cricket. So I just needed yeah. something, yeah. And so do you remember, you obviously spent a bit of time in England, but then um, came over to Australia. Do you remember your first day in Australia and what were your first impressions? Oh, I loved it. Because um, <laughs> I came and played second grade here. And yep. then, because it was, everything was new, a new society, uh, the conditions, everything. Uh, so yeah. mentally you struggle a bit. And even uh, with your game, you struggle a bit. So yeah, I played second yep. grade. And then to start with, I didn't do very well. It was I was a bit terrible. And then uh, I'm sure you weren't. <laughs> trust me, I was. <laughs> I won't be sure. <laughs> and then second grade, yeah, did well. And then later we got promoted to the A grade. Yeah, I loved it. My first impression I was like, yeah, this is what I wished for. Did you did you always come over with the intention of making it all the way to the WBBL? Or I never is that just something that. that's I never yeah. thought of playing because all I wanted to was just play club cricket in Australia or England. Yeah. That was it. And my plan was just to play and then go back home because my visa was supposed to expire after six months, which oh, okay. it did. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It, but I applied for another visa as well after that. I never thought about the big bash or even the state cricket. <laughs> 
But then when I got invited to to train with the Scorpions, I yeah. felt I wasn't up to the standard, but I didn't accept it. Like I realized it, but I was like, yeah. nah, I will uh, fight hard and train hard so that I can fit into the standard. And then after yeah. a few months, I um, yeah started doing well because I had something to aim for. And then it kept on being like that and then got invited to train with the big bash girls. I felt the same way like when I was starting with the sports mm. that I was way behind, but I didn't accept it. I had something to aim for again. And I was like, by next year, I need to, to feel like I can fit in with my skills. And then, yeah, it kept yep. on happening. That's brilliant. And so when was the last time you were back in Zimbabwe? And do you keep in touch with all your family and that back home? Yeah, I keep in touch with my family back home. I was back home last year in April. So I'm looking oh, nice. to go back again maybe early next year after the Scorps games. Are your, so are all your friends and family, like, can they believe that, you know, um, you're playing in the Big Bash the Big Bash League, which is the best cricket competition for they women in the world? They don't what that means. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no. Do they know you play cricket on the no. television? Do they, do they watch your games? They don't, they don't even get it. Like, the only person oh who understands cricket is my dad. My mom, yeah, everyone my, where I grew up, like on my mother's side, they don't understand cricket at all. So whether it's <laughs> a bad day or a good day in cricket, it's just the same. Oh my god, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. So you were speaking about you know coming into the um, squads with the strikers and the scorpions and how you felt like you didn't belong and you maybe weren't up to the standard. Like you've had an unbelievable season this year. Yep. Do you still feel like you belong there now? Yes, I do. Cause. Uh, that feeling, I felt it um, should be last year, actually, when I could actually feel that now I can belo- belong with my skills because yeah. I've worked hard for it. And now it's yeah. uh, it's paying off. Yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I feel like I belong with my with my skills as well, even mentally. I feel like I'm gelling well with the group. Tell us what it's like um, being a striker. Have the girl, like, and how important have the girls been in helping you settle into Australia? It's been a... It's, been amazing and exciting being part of the group um i just love being around everyone there's no like uh, what can i say it just feels like family you're comfortable making mistakes and even when you do well you get acknowledged and yeah they keep encouraging you and yeah we just complement each other really well no matter what that's brilliant Who's your best friend in the team? Oh, that's a tough one. Are you trying to set it up? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I go along well with um, Talia. Of course, she's the captain. Yep. She has to. <laughs> <laughs> she's got to be yeah. nice. She has to be one of my close ones. <laughs> yeah. Shura has been very good as well. Uh, yeah. The experience she has been helping a lot. Although she's cheeky sometimes, uh, <laughs> yes. Georgia Adams. Georgia Adams. Yep. She's a great human being. Uh, she's from nice. the UK. Um, yep. Yeah, I like her so much. I mean, everyone has been like, yeah. I can't really separate them. Yeah, everyone has been great. It's just like family, like what I said. Very and, um, nice. How much do you feel like your cricket has improved by being part of the South Australia and striker setup over the last couple of years? Ah, uh, because we. Because we are like, uh, I don't mean to brag, but I feel like we are one of the best teams in Australia. So by training, yes. especially training with the best and mixing up with the, with the best, you you kind of take a lot from them. Uh, even just by watching them train. For example, give Shura, when she's bowling in the nets, she bowls like mm. she is in the game. 
that's your attitude. Yeah. So just by watching it do that, sometimes it just it just happens to me as well. Even fielding, like everything, we do everything hard. So yeah, mm-hmm. just I mean, yeah, I just do the same thing as well. How have you found the um the pressure of taking the new ball and bowling such important overs in matches this season? With the new ball, I've always done that, even in club cricket or trial matches as well. And I've done that for the Scorps. Yeah, I haven't like really panicked a lot to bowl with the with the new ball. And I actually feel more comfortable bowling early on like that because batters will still be finding their feet. So even if I make mm-hmm. a mistake, I can get away with that. Um, yeah. The only hard o- the hard overs maybe when the batters are going hard, probably in the middle overs. That's mm, okay. the, the first overs. I haven't struggled it a lot. And so, Mushi, you're obviously a leg spinner, um, one of the hardest arts in cricket. Yeah. Tell us how you ended up as a leg spinner. Uh, I used to be a medium pace bowler. Okay. Okay. I should say call it pace. Uh, and then I was bowling to one of my mates. Her name is Christabel Chatons. Well, she's in New Zealand now. She's playing in New Zealand. Okay. And then cool. I was bowling to her and then she's just belted me all over. So I am, I'm very competitive. That was back in Zimbabwe. I was very competitive. And then she kept on hitting me. And then I say to my head, I don't think I can keep bowling pace anymore. Because I couldn't bounce the ball over the knees as well. So I didn't have that pace. And I wanted to be a regular in the Zimbabwean team as well. So I didn't see yeah. myself uh, with that future to play uh, to play in the national team as a, as a medium pace bowler. And then the mm-hmm. team didn't have a leg spin as well. So they were trying, there's a girl who was learning spin, leg spin as well. So she was learning and I saw her uh, failing to pitch the ball. I remember the ball almost hit square leg umpire and she couldn't land it. And then in my head, I was like, surely I can try that and <laughs> land the ball. And then after that, I started learning how to ball leg spin. So I couldn't nice. use my wrist well. And then I just started using my fingers more. And then, yeah, I was in a hurry to make it in the into the team. Then once I started nice. ending it well, that's when I got selected. Yeah, cool. And what about um, working alongside Amanda Jade Wellington, fellow leg spinner? Have you been sort of um, sharing little bits and pieces and tips and tricks with Wello? So Wello is very wristy. He has a very yep. loose wrist. I don't. So I rely more okay. on my fingers. She's a traditional leg spinner. So what we yeah. have been like talking about, man, is only the wrong one because I've been learning the wrong one as well. But nice. that's where I'll be using my wrist more. So yeah, we've been yeah, it was mainly the wrong one, and yeah, not yet traditional leg break because I can't use my wrist like what she does. Has it been fun playing alongside her and learning from seeing what she does though? Yeah, it's been good because we are different bowlers. Uh, we bowl in different phases and. But the thing is, we complement each other well. So, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it has been good working together because I feel like we complement each other, even though we are different. I'm sorry, I saw a pretty amazing stat that I think you barely bowled a wide in your entire um, Big Bash career. Is your accuracy something you really pride yourself wow. on? Oh, I bought two. One last year and then one <laughs> year, if I remember yeah. well. Yeah, two. That, that's incredible. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty amazing. And I was yeah. trying to bowl The fact that you can remember them. Yeah, I was trying to bowl a wide yoke. Every time if I bought, try to bowl a wide yoke, I always bowl wide. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> that's pretty amazing that you can remember the only two wides you've ever bowled. I mean, 
take that. Yes, I'll take that. You'll definitely that. take that. <laughs> and Wushi, you bowled an amazing final over the other day in Sydney um, against the Thunder. Um, I think they needed something like nine off the fi- final ball, but you had nerves of steel. Talk us through it. So that, that game, it ended up getting intense. Um, yeah. Because there's a time when we got them, and in my head, I, mm-hmm. I think we are settled now. And then when Sammy Giorgio came in, yeah. and then it ended up getting close. So um, when I was given the last over, I knew I saw it coming because Talia told me before that you're going to bowl the last over. So she called Shura, myself, and then I went in mm-hmm. like, oh, they need blah, blah, blah. Before I even explained, Shura was like, don't calculate, just bowl, mate. <laughs> yeah. Good advice. <laughs> um and then I discussed with Talia like the field that I wanted, and then we d- we discussed how they are not gonna try to just nudge it around. They're just looking to attack. I I knew what I was dealing with, what I was working with, and then still maintaining the focus. But I tried to switch off from the situation, like not to think mm. too much about the pressure of the game, because that's how you end up making mistakes and just missing the obvious stuff. So yeah. And then we got, yeah, we got the win. Got the win. Yeah. Is that something you love about playing um, elite cricket, the sort of those high-pressure moments and um, being able to perform at your best in those high-pressure moments? Yes, uh, that's the interesting part. And But sometimes you, you face some bad days as well. So, yeah, I've been, because uh, it's something, yes, I've been playing this season, but it's something that's still new for me. And something that I've been talking with Tali as well, like how to manage your your emotions when things go really bad and knowing that and remembering that things can go really well as well. So you just to maintain that that balance or balance level of emotions, yeah, it has been working. Awesome. And there's a really big day coming up tomorrow with the stadium series and the matches at Adelaide Oval. Is this going to be your first time playing at Adelaide Oval? Yes, that will be my first time uh, playing at Adelaide Oval. It's an exciting moment. Apparently it's raining now, so hopefully um, it won't be like that tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully yeah. it's away. Oh, are all the girls really excited to play at the Adelaide Oval? Yeah, everyone is is excited, and it feels like a big game as well because um, a nice win would secure our sport into the the top, uh, the top sport as well, and beating yeah. one of the best teams as well in the Big Bash that would be another great thing to do as well. Yeah, how important would it be for the team to get that top spot and go straight to the final and you know really get yourselves primed to try and go back to back? Um, I feel like it's. Yeah, it's something that's good for us mentally as well. Yeah, and then we just have to maintain that momentum straight to the grand final. Um, But also we just need to keep ourselves still mentally ready and physically ready for the grand final, not to be complacent because I think there'll be a little bit of break if we Mm -hmm. get that top spot as well. And Wushi, so life in Adelaide, when you're not playing cricket, what do you get up to on your days off and what do you like to do with your time in Adelaide? Oh, because cricket has been my life at the moment. Uh, so been, most of the times I'm always exhausted, tired, and <laughs> trying to switch off and relax. So I just end up sleeping most of the time, doing nothing. Fair enough. Yeah, Don't I'm so you. good at that. <laughs> so if you've got a, you've got a night game tomorrow against the Scorchers, what's your, what's your pre-game routine? What does your day look like before um, the game? Normally... I try to stay away from cricket thoughts, um, try to switch off as much as I can and only um, switch on when I'm at the ground. 
Because I find that it's something that I used to do before, like thinking too much about the game. By the time you get to the game, you are done already mentally and you end up thinking about things that you shouldn't be thinking of at times. So just uh, staying relaxed and even like going to breakfast or brunch, whatever, just something that will make you switch off before the game. It's important. That has been working for me as well. If the strikers make the WBBL final... Will your friends and family from back home in Zimbabwe, surely they'll be tuning in? Uh, my friends will be tuning in and because um, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of cricket friends and uh, okay. some of the Zimbabwean communities as well because they love cricket. I'm sure they'll be tuning in as well. My family, I can put a bet on that. They won't tune in at all. I know. You can just take some after you win. <laughs> no. do, do they like? Do they ever see like you know if they're scrolling through their social media like you know the strikers might put up a clip of you bowling? Do they ever see see anything like that come up on their phone like oh, oh there's an Esu? Yeah, they they used to be like excited early on, but now I think they are used to it now, so they don't even say much. They just like, eh, well, they're used to you being a big star. Not really, but yeah, and the fact that they don't understand how much it means maybe to be in the BBL and all that. Yeah, they they don't understand cricket at all which is okay it's okay and so at like um in your first sort of season and like coming into the big bash you know there's kind of like there's a lot of um, pressure and expectation there's tv cameras um interviews tv whatnot is that something you sort of feeling more comfortable with as you've gone along yes i've been comfortable with that from the start it's something that i've nice. never thought about at all uh just okay. like it's just another game of yes there's pressure with the games but not I haven't had pressure with the like the mid and stuff yes Mushi it's been so nice to get to meet you and get to chat to you um thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us um and all the best uh at Adelaide tomorrow hopefully the rain stays away thank you thank you it was yeah exciting to have a chat with you as well hey it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 